Praise God. Amen, 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 amen. Shabbat. Oh, God. Oh, that's one of my favorite Christmas songs. That intro part is like... <laughs> it's pretty interesting. <laughs> if you have a cold, the sun is hot. If you have the sniffles, just snort a line of Jesus. Glory. If you're in perfect health, just release it to every member of the body of Christ and their souls and flesh. I don't do flu shots. We do glory shots. The only reason I got the COVID-19 shots was so I could go walleye fishing in Canada. And it was totally glorious. I believe there was some kind of demon in that magic potion from Pfizer because when I did a two-day fast afterwards I watched a black ball come out of my heart from the corruption of the the curse of whatever RNA was in there so I wouldn't recommend it to anybody that's for sure but it is written Mark 16 they shall drink deadly poison and it shall not harm them you can burn it out of your system there were apostles that tested the Lord before Caesar's palace Fotini and 40 of her maidens in church history they had like rat poison or who knows what kind of poison they had back then some kind of terrible thing they lined it up and they said you either renounce Christ and you live or you drink this poison and you die and this mighty apostle her name is the woman at the well she volunteered first in her whole in a brigade of soldiers and they were all female apostles <laughs> she ran up to Caesar's table grabbed the poison and drank the whole thing true story now zero side effects nothing I couldn't believe it Caesar's household started to convert people start to believe the Roman guard the Praetorian guard they got a witness this is you cannot drink this stuff and not die they all drank it and none of them died true story and that's when they believe in Mark's gospel which I believe is Peter's gospel the gospel of Mark from Peter they went in and they added that part at the end in Mark 16 where it says they shall drink deadly poison and not die because one of the chief apostles of the Lamb and 40 of her disciples all proved it in front of Nero Caesar true story so if you're afraid of a little Pfizer or any kind of thing man I'm telling you what you don't need to be you can drink the glory you can drink the Holy Ghost and you can drink the light of the Sun and the moon and the stars <laughs> you can drink righteousness 
into your souls, into your flesh, and be invincible against the natural realm. We know Apostle John was 92 years old when he was boiled in oil. 92. There was no frailty about the elder of the elderly. They poured him out on the fiery coals afterwards and he was completely unharmed. Amen. I wouldn't go volunteering for that. (laughs) That's not a service they have at any spot in the world. You will die unless you're in the glory of the Lord so strongly that the natural elements are already melted in your souls and in your flesh. Then you have dominion over the natural realm. The apostolic, and there's apostles in this place tonight. There's several apostles in this place tonight. The apostolic is the demonstration over the natural realm. You have Apostle Jesus in you. Your job as the apostolic church of the end times is to demonstrate dominion over the elements. We have dominion over flesh. We have dominion over our flesh. We have dominion over our souls. Therefore, God through righteousness will give you dominion over many souls. Some will have dominion over thousands of souls. Some will have dominion over millions of souls. Some will have dominion over billions of souls. Millions and billions and trillions of angels as well. Dominion is kingdom business when you're walking in uprightness. (laughs) There's so much joy in here. (laughs) Holy Ghost. Woo! (laughs) Glory. Hallelujah. I just thank you, Lord, for just an old fashioned love song tonight. Song of Solomon. Drunken glory, donkey revival. You see that? Shadrach wants a <laughs> he wants a donkey. Oh, hallelujah. Oh Lord Jesus. I just thank you, Lord. Fresh drunken glory. Fresh, heavy, weighty, kavad drunken glory at this new level of holiness and righteousness. Pour it out. Like the strongest eggnog save for last. Amen. Everyone that has breath, let them drink it. Let them drink, 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 drink. Let it be an awesome cleansing upon flesh and blood of all nations tonight. I just feel the drunken glory so strongly. <laughs> this realm. <laughs> oh man. I'm barely holding it together. Lord, just. Burst through this wineskin. Yeah, that one. Bam. Burst through every wineskin. Tear up and terrorize every old wineskin. Let the old wineskin just be judged off the new wineskin of the human spirit. The spirit of man and the spirit of woman in this place. Let it be transformed and transfigured into the spirit of righteousness and to the spirit of holiness in every believer's spirit being upgraded as they drink the blood of Jesus, as they eat the flesh of Jesus, let their spirit man be upgraded, updated, transformed, raptured, transfigured. Let the word of God be poured in, 
food and meat what's the name of the moon from Rebecca's broadcast tonight the name of the moon is go and eat one of the names of the moon in Hebrew means go and eat and when she said that tonight I saw the name of the Sun which means mighty warrior go and eat the light of a mighty warrior go and eat the light of the Sun of righteousness go and devour and drink and eat perfect DNA of Jesus Christ our righteousness amen Jesus is our feast the marriage supper of the lamb is the drinking and eating of the DNA of Jesus's blood and Jesus's flesh and let it just blast everything else out of you that's the old wineskin and you know what it ain't redeemable it just burns away it just gets forgiven your DNA gets forgiven your DNA is not redeemable Jesus is the Redeemer and he's devouring it from the inside and the outside <laughs> the father's coming from the outside and the seven spirits of God your mother is coming from the inside and you're gonna meet him in the air you're gonna meet him halfway like younger prodigal sons which isn't just out here in the earth dimension it's going up in a rapture and staying raptured and living a lifestyle of rapture and never coming down again Revelation 5:10, and they shall rule with Jesus Christ for a thousand years from the heavenly angelic sphere from the celestial sphere of Elijah from the celestial sphere of Enoch that's scripture now Revelation 5:10, amplified classic they gonna rule from the cosmos we're going up as we eat his flesh and drink his blood you are constantly raptured rapture is a daily thing Bob Jones says don't believe in a rapture get raptured five times a day we don't believe in rapture we believe in crapture the removing of all the crap of human DNA that's what we need more than anything right now we need a rapture and a crapture we do we need the removing of the old and the bringing forth of the new and the new is Christ in you already and the new is Christ above you already it's interesting Luke 17 21 amplified classic he's in you he's through you and he's around you and he is above you and how many of y'all know he's also below you below you the heights the widths and the depth of the love of God that's in Christ Jesus what is it the rivers bandwidth through the new creature the widths and the heights and the depth of the love of God the breadth how much the concentration of the seven spirits of God the seven golden lampstands to pull your eyes onto the inside and then through the inside through metamorphosis in the cocoon of the seven spirits of God putting them back out through the outside seeing a lamb that was slain having seven eyes which means when the seven spirits of God are fathering your spirit and mothering your spirit 
nurturing and feeding your spirit the flesh and blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the inside gets fathered and the outside gets fathered through what? Metamorphosis, which is the cocoon of annihilating the old to bring forth the new. If you cling to the old, if you cling to the cocoon, which is represented as human DNA, you can't have the new. You have to be willing to let it fall off you like snake skins. Amen. Like birds, beasts, and reptiles skins. You will shed stuff off of you layer upon layer through your DNA as your spirit man transfigures your mind and the old burns off for the new to come forth in you. (laughs) Thank you, Father. For the new to come forth in these precious ones who love your will, in everyone who wants to be upgraded with celestial cosmic armor, celestial cosmic swords. Oh, repent lest I come to you and destroy you with the sword of my mouth, Jesus Christ said. He's going to give your mouths, overcomers, that sword from Revelation. It is a celestial sword with authority of the Lord to destroy, and it can't be rebuilt. If it's not God's will, what does the Bible say? It's impossible to kick against the pricks. Saul of Tarsus had a decision to make on the road to Damascus. Do I keep rebelling against God and die, certainly and quickly, or do I come into God for real against my religious opinions? Right? He was dying out of his soul's opinions about God, which is what's wrong with false Christianity. Our brains have all these ideas that aren't God. They're just opinions, they're arguments, they're theologies, they're doctrines of men usually, and sometimes even doctrines of demons. And it's fighting against God, which Jesus called in Acts 9, kicking against the pricks, fighting the Father's light, fighting the Father's nature, fighting the Father's sovereignty, fighting the Father's will. We need it to be completely destroyed. It will be blinded. Saul was just one religious warlock out of a million whom I believe softened his heart when he saw Stephen with a glowing face and murdered him. I believe it pricked his conscience be like, I might have done something wrong killing a guy whose face was glowing like an angel. Just maybe. Just possibly I could just maybe be wrong killing a person that's glowing in the glory of God. You know, that's how far gone people are out there. And you realize it all the time. It's like darkness on the land, deep darkness on the people. These people needed just a total revealing of how human and fallen under the Satans they actually are. Sin has completely seared their conscience, their spirit, man, to be full of mud. You got to loose the wells, woman at the well. The whole spirit was full of dust and dirt. There's no sensitivity. There's no conscience. There's no actual conviction of true right and wrong in spirit. It's just all this 
false right and wrong of brain controlled by Satan, so they fight the truth of righteousness that comes from spirit, and they just live in this soulish realm as animals reflecting the images of birds, beasts, and reptiles. Holy Ghost, in Jesus' name. And you got to get all of it out. You got to unstop the wells. You got to discover the well of Jesus in your spirit. You got to get a relationship with the seven spirits of God. You got to start serving the Holy Ghost like a love slave of Christ, a bond servant in chains to the master who is the spirit of Jesus already in you. And by serving Jesus in you, your conscience gets cleaner and cleaner. Your conviction to desire to do the right thing, it gets clearer and clearer. The softening of heart, the clay in the potter's hands, until you're just so melted in true agape by serving the Holy Ghost with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your strength, that you're just so sensitive that you don't want to hurt his feelings by doing the least wrong thing with even a moment of your time. It's called the perfect conscience, a perfect heart. And that's totally available for everyone today, that we can soften our hearts, we can soften our minds. The book of Acts talks about the hardness of mind. It's not just hardness of heart you're dealing with. We're dealing with a lot of hardness of minds. We call it the numb skull anointing. Just numb skulls or a Neanderthal spirit in the brain where they're just so hardened by sin and dirt and dust and the warlock of Babylon and the magic arts from the sorcerers and who knows what it's from Fox News, you know, whatever dumb thing. Just even seeing Herschel Walker lose to that, you know, Freemason warlock in Georgia just should be the litmus test of how far gone they are in Georgia right now. It's, a, you know, it doesn't matter if they rig it or not. So many people just deceived and voting for wrongdoing. I mean, it really reveals if you can't vote pro-life and you're still voting pro-choice, how far gone you are in a seared conscience. If you're into ethnic cleansing of generations of Americans and there's no sensitivity to the life that's created at conception called the human spirit, and if you don't care about the human spirit living in the embryo and you're still into the smitings of the embryo taught of the satans of the highest level of murder and genocide of all time, and that's what just won, and they announced it today in Georgia, against a righteous, born-again, spirit-filled but Christian, Herschel Walker. Let that just be a revealing to you where the current state of the South is. There's no longer a Bible Belt. It's just a free-for-all. It's basically false Christianity everywhere. <laughs> and they're just kind of going the way of the manipulation of the Satans. And the remnant that actually really is obedient to the Holy Spirit is thin. It's thin. They call it the thin blue line. It's a sapphire line. The Holy Ghost police. And they're going to get strong. We're going to be coming like SS officers. 
of the Third Reich, but the SS is Song of Solomon, and the Third Reich is the Sun, with the authority of the Sun, not Adolf Hitler and the Nazis, but Jesus Christ and the Sons of God that make the Third Reich very, very, very powerless in contrast to the actual authority and power and dominion of might that the true SS and the true police and the true governmental legal system of the law of the sun and the law of the moon and the law of the stars, you know, we don't even need to change our 50 stars on our U.S. flag. They're going to be righteous stars, guaranteed. This whole nation's going to be cleansed from satanic Kabbalah, from the works of the satans and from Freemasonry and the wickedness of the daughters of the eastern star. The wickedness is so extreme that the human mind can't comprehend it, but the angelic mind of the warrior of the Spirit of God can comprehend it. And it is a thousand times worse than, you know, Sean Folk's group who goes to the White House and protests and sings worship songs in front of state capitol buildings. And I like that activity. I like, I love the inner court. I love the outer court. I love all the kingdom. Every, all parts of it are wonderful. I enjoy the confrontation with wrongdoing. It's, it's enjoyable. It's entertaining to me. It is glorious entertainment, and you should be entertained by it too. It is joyful to confront wrongdoing anywhere, at any level, guys. First and foremost, with you and your own hearts in here right now, because you're like, Sean Folk, I thought we were better than him. Bethel Church, we have more revelation. Every part of the mountain, inner court, outer court, is precious. True. The born again ones, the ragtag ones that barely have any armor on, the outer court, like a lot of people that are just disobedient all the time but still are born again, but are trying to like kind of serve God. Like we have people that are still basically practicing prostitution and drug dealing, but are worshiping Jesus sometimes at Joel's Bar. I had people working with cartels as cocaine distributors and watching Joel's bar. They're dead now, actually. He went back and he got shot to death, so don't do that. It happened a few years ago. We actually had him on Joel's bar. He's the guy. He shared a testimony when we did the hotline many years ago. He called in. <laughs> you know, real gangsters. And he's like, man, I had to hide in bushes from the Mexican mafia. They were trying to find me because I ripped him off from a kilo. I'm like, well, he went back into it and they shot him dead. But he had an escape. He was free. Then he went back in and got shot. So he's dead. But I'm telling you now, that's to tell you, don't go back. If you're getting set free, don't go back into anything previously of your old life. Most of you aren't tempted to go back into drug dealing. Most of you aren't tempted to go back into prostitution of literally giving your physical body to men and women for money. But you'd be surprised how bad it is out there. There's literally people in Christianity that are prostitutes and drug dealers. <laughs> Nothing surprises me anymore. I'm just thankful that there is a remnant that is actually growing and repenting and growing in repenting and beginning to like repentance and understand repentance unto, unto the life of their spirit, soul, mind, and body, understanding the shedding of the old and the bringing forth of the new directly from Jesus Christ.
some of you get tempted in areas of your soul and your flesh and you don't even realize it's a temptation God is going to make your minds exceedingly sharp to recognize areas of DNA patterns that are not refined to the actual DNA of the flesh of Jesus. Bob Jones said, Your spirit man is conceived of the Father's genetics. How many of y'all know that genetics are spirit, DNA is soul and flesh? Why do we eat Jesus' flesh and drink Jesus' blood? Because that's the future of your flesh and blood and your DNA. Only through righteous, holy souls and flesh and DNA is there an inheritance of the universe, of the heavens, and all of the lights of heaven, all the laws of heavens, and the earth. And creation is already responding to the overcomers who are changing their DNA from Jewish and Gentile DNA, because they're both the same in the New Covenant. From men and women DNA, because they're both the same in the New Covenant. That's what the Bible says. Jew, Gentile, male, female, it's just bird, beast, reptile. Truth anyhow, it is written. The difference now is you have a transfigured Son of God, the pioneer of salvation, at the right hand of God, now that you can actually drink and eat that DNA, it's called the marriage supper of the Lamb, and change from the 70 root nations, one of them is Abraham, okay, of the Tower of Babel, okay, all nations were scattered at Babel, including the first Hebrew, Abraham, that came directly from Noah's Ark, right after Noah's Ark, they began to build cities again, they began to sin, they began to practice sorcery, they began to communicate with the fallen angels. They could see the angels back then, by the way. You could see fallen angels back then. Okay? In Pangea, before the flood, you could see all spirits clearly. Nowadays, you usually can't because of the corruption of how bad human DNA is. Truth, anyhow. So you could choose back then, clearly, if you wanted to serve Jesus, the angel of the Lord, with your physical eyeballs. Okay? Or if you wanted to serve the God of Enoch, the God of Methuselah, the God of that righteous bloodline of the generations of Jesus Christ, those men, Seth, Enosh, Kenan, Mahalalel, Enoch, Jared, Noah, Methuselah, that first family of righteousness that the Father said through those ones and their wives would come the Messiah. That's your generations. That's family. Those are Christians. They're real Christians. They could see all the benefits of learning the secrets of the fallen angels, and they rejected that to serve a God that was a vast minority. Vast minority were choosing to serve the living God. Everyone looking, using their senses, was choosing Satan and his angels. And they weren't called satan and his angels back then they were called by their actual names it wasn't today like christianity where it's devil or demon or satan back then it was the names of the angels that's why yeah semjaza azazel all those angels are in enoch and it was passed down through the righteous bloodlines through abraham isaac jacob and joseph and preserved given to moses 
and passed down through the priests and the high priests had libraries. Truth in here. And they preserved those manuscripts and if they couldn't write them down, you, in order to be a priest of the tribe of Levi, you were forced to memorize them and recite them all the time. Because there is no way for those righteous words to be passed down except through the priests of the Old Testament. They're called scribes. The scribes had been corrupted by the times of Jesus, but there were awesome scribes. Right, righteousness. Enoch, scribe of righteousness, he's called. If you also read about Ezekiel, you read about Isaiah, many times Jeremiah, they're called something other than priests. They're actually called scribes because they preserved the holy words of God against all the fallen angel activity under the sun. So it was, it was holy. Woo! Very powerful stuff. So it's totally preserved. So when you read First Enoch, you have 80 translations on the earth right now, including complete manuscripts from far, far, far beyond the Library of Alexandria. Far, far before the 200 BC when Alexander the Great built a library and had a copy of every single book of the ancient world of every nation on earth at that library. So a lot of people think that's where Enoch came from. That's why it's so recent because every book on earth was in the library at Alexandria because Alexander the Great commanded that to happen. It was an order from the ruling king of kings of the whole universe that every single book of every nation, there'd be one copy of it at least in Alexandria. So all the Jewish books went in there and since that's what was inspired by the Holy Ghost and they're the words of God, we have all those copies, many of those copies. But there are copies that predate the library of Alexandria that are Arabic and Hebrew copies and they've discovered those copies and they've sold them on auction for millions of dollars and they're currently in private collections and they don't want them released because it proves Jesus is the Christ to the whole world. Okay? There's a diabolical assignment to not make Enoch the revealed word of God. And it is. But uh, in the future, I believe there'll be justice in the wicked people that have so much money to buy these scrolls and keep them in private collections in the Middle East, in uh, Dubai, in Saudi Arabia, or Israel. There's, it's not all good in Israel. There, there is a Luciferian agenda uh, through the Jewish race and the Arab race and through all the 70 root races. Everyone's completely guilty, but there are some that are sinning with knowledge as spirits. There's some that are sinning in the spirit with spiritual intelligence from the Satans that are doing it on purpose and corrupting the earth on purpose and ruling over flesh and souls on purpose as powerful spiritual beings of false light of stolen starlight literally demonic Kabbalah or beware of that synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews but are not I'll make them come down and bow to you and reveal to them that I've loved you Jesus Christ said about this group of people and they're called the Kabbal and they're called the Kabbalah that's what they call themselves and they publicly use these terms they publicly say these things and there's confusion on it so you can't study it on Google you can't study it on Wikipedia 
You can join a Freemason Lodge if you're sponsored. You can join the Daughters of the Eastern Star. You can get into their elementary stuff if you're in those families from birth, Job's Daughters, and they have the Boy Scout version of the kids' version of Freemasonry, and there's 70, 66 branches of it, and it's just organized sorcery, and they reveal secrets to hardly none of them. Okay, so don't think all of them are have wisdom like I teach at Joel's Bar. Hardly any of them do. It's only the ones that go to a certain level and prove themselves to the demons where the secrets are revealed. And then they realize, oh, this is Kabbalah, and we're in a seven mountain system of the fallen angels, and then you get into higher ranks. So only like 32nd and 33 even understand what they're doing. That's why so many people are defensive of a Christian fraternity. I know these are one, Billy Graham was a 32nd degree Freemason. Rick Joyner is in a Freemason Lodge. He's a Knights Templar, which is a branch of Freemasonry. But most of these men are ignorant of the higher realms and are genuinely born again, spirit-filled. I totally recommend Rick Joyner's final quest, even though he's a Mason. Okay? Maybe we just feel that out there. <laughs> yeah, and their ministry is Morning Star, and they're not talking about Lucifer the Morning Star. They're talking about Jesus Christ the Morning Star. So you can't even blame organizations. Once a person individually sins in the spirit, they're accountable individually. But sorcery is organized. And there are many, it's not just thousands, there are many, 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 many men and women who come to levels of personal intimate relationships with fallen angels and begin to serve them as their father. And that's why they call them fathers. That's why I call them mothers. And your father and mother becomes devils at higher ranks of fallen angel Kabbalah. And if you study the scriptures, Kabbal and the word they use is in the scriptures of the Old Testament and New Testament over 60 times. So it's a stealing from scripture. It's a stealing from the Jewish traditions of the Old Testament and the Christian traditions of the New Testament into a fallen angel system of corrupting the original Jewish system and the original Christian system. So it's about as confusing as it gets. So don't even go there. Learn from the apostles and prophets. And if it's even necessary for you, your angels... Now Enoch says, you learn from your angels, your holy angels, your innocent angels, if it's even necessary, will teach you these things so you're not unaware of your enemies, the devils, and their sons and daughters. If, if you don't need to know, you can learn about you know, just the basic stuff of understanding where your enemy is, how they're working, how they have power, how they have light, how they have economic backing, how the kingdom of hell works. You don't have to go into it, into the deep secrets of Satan, but I would not have you unaware of how the enemy operates in Babylon the Great because it's everywhere around you. And it touches you daily by simply being a human being, simply having human flesh. You're touched by it. God wants to raise you up. He doesn't want you to learn Kabbalah like the fallen angels. He doesn't want you to learn what the Satans teach their sons and daughters. He wants to train you in wisdom, righteousness, holiness. He wants to train you in what Enoch walked in, what the first men and women in the Bible that according to Scripture in the Gospel of Luke are your family. 
You're born again of Jesus Christ. So Seth is your father. Adam is your father, not in a fallen sense. The Adam gate is the cross, the second Adam. What's Jesus called? Second Adam, which is the total redemption of the first Adam. So the first Adam ain't in hell, guys. He's in heaven and he's a great king. He didn't sin a second time after he sinned the first time. Most of you sin within 24 hours after you're born again. Adam, for 930 years, didn't sin a second time. He never exaggerated. He never embellished a story. <laughs> he never lied. He only spoke truth continuously, guys, for 930 years. And that's written in the Apocrypha. Amen. He's, that's written in the Apocrypha, and that's true. For 930 years, Adam never sinned after he sinned the first time. So he's he has exceedingly great righteousness, exceedingly great holiness that most Christians today can't even comprehend the holiness of the first Adam fully, completely, perfectly already redeemed in the second Adam. Now, does he have his body with him? No, he doesn't. His body is, his bones are still on earth. He'll get his body. First Adam will get his body. Seth will get his body. Kenan get his body. Enosh get his body. Jared get his body. Methuselah died. He's going to get his body. How many of y'all know Enoch doesn't need to get his body because he never died? Showing you what's available. Noah died. Noah needs his body. So most of the righteous men and women, there's many women in those generations as well, they are longing to get the flesh and the soul part of them back through the DNA of Jesus and have eternal bodies. That's written in the New Testament. If we go after that now, we speed their coming. We can go after what Enoch had and what Enoch taught now in the book of Enoch and get it. The book of Enoch is the blueprint for your eternal flesh. Okay? Overcoming death, which is the last curse Paul says, is a book of the Bible. How do overcome death, conquer death, consume and devour death in every cell of your body is a book of scripture called the book of Enoch. Jesus believed Enoch was scripture. The apostles believed Enoch was scripture. That's good enough for me. The Pope in 500 AD took it out of the Bible. It was in scripture for 500 years. The Pope took it out. Roman Catholicism did not believe Enoch scripture. So you're either going to believe Jesus that Enoch is scripture or a pedophile pope of Luciferian Freemason Kabbalah as Enoch being non-scripture. Who are you in agreement with? A child trafficking Luciferian sorcerer called Pope or Jesus Christ, the creator of heaven and earth and its redeemer and king. I mean, that's really where we're at right now. Whose side are you in agreement in? This is the generation of Enoch. If you're not into Enoch, you're going to be in agreement with Pope Lucifer, the, the 666. And that's exactly what he is. Oh my gosh. I, you know, I love Raphael's art in the Vatican. Don't think we're just going to burn the Vatican. We're going to inherit the Vatican and the Holy See. We're going to inherit Italy. We will. We're going to inherit 195 nations. You can just Google, how many nations are my inheritance? 
Google come up according to Wikipedia or the United Nations whatever there are currently 195 nations on planet Earth today okay there's only 195 there's two that aren't recognized because they're so rebellious was like Cuba and Iran or something or North Korea and Iran <laughs> I think we recognize Cuba now but there's two nations on the planet that the UN does not recognize because they're so exceedingly rebellious against the Jewish Mafia truth and yeah that's exactly what it is and there's still nations there are 195 you can broadcast you can go there it's a nation anyhow 195 nations are your inheritance even the ones that the UN does not recognize all nations will serve the Lord how many y'all know that's written in the Bible all nations word nations is DNA all flesh all souls will serve the Lord Enoch is how you sovereignly begin to walk in the luminaries of light of biological life on earth and all nations begin to serve the Lord the book of Enoch is the teaching of the sovereignty of righteousness of Jesus Christ and God the Father. Enoch separates the Son of Man with the white hair, the same exact description of Revelation is in Enoch. Enoch wrote it about 4,000 years before John. Okay? And you could say John was copying Enoch. He was. He absolutely was. If you read the book of Revelation, there are entire sections that are word-for-word -word copycats of the book of Enoch, just like you see in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Same exact stories because Revelation and Enoch are one scroll. Read them together. And you know what? For 500 years of Christianity, they were read together, and that's why they were so exceedingly strong in their relationship with Jesus Christ because it had soul power, blood power, and flesh power, which is star power. And without it, you're down here like dogs in the mud trying to just be good. Without the ability to be good, which comes from the stars. You already know your body, your flesh and blood run on electromagnetic energy. We got so much Gnosticism, it's like, I don't need sunlight anymore because I have glory light. I have glory light. I'm into the glory. I don't need the sun. The sun is still smiting you. The sun, the law of the luminaries will still strike you down no matter how Pentecostal you are. You'll still die of cancer like we've seen like 20 million times the last hundred years. It don't matter how Pentecostal, charismatic, spiritual glory you think you are if you are not into the original design of how God created the heavens and named the stars you're gonna die from sin when you think you're right with God just because you have the gifts of the Spirit which was the charismatic suicide we've been seeing the last 40 years it's literally charismatic suicide to fight righteousness when you have Pentecostalism they didn't walk like that in the first century the apostles taught about stars, the sun, the moon, the varying glory of the stars. That's written in Romans chapter 9. John in Revelation, 2,000 year old manuscript, people in righteousness wore a crown of stars in that book. 
I saw a woman wearing the sun, clothed in the sun, crowned with 12 stars. That's Mary. And Mary wrote many of the Odes of Solomon, which is the earliest Christian hymn book. Truth, anyhow. And she's the one that really preaches on the drunkenness in those Odes. The intoxication and inebriation verses from the Odes of Solomon, which you could call scripture because they believed it was the word of God in the first century. Whether you do or not now, according to the Pope's canonization, that's up to you. I mean, as at least Protestants reject everything of the Pope in your Christianity, charismatic Christianity is Protestant, which means we need to reject more and more papal decisions. We have so much anti-Christ religious leadership in our charismatic churches and our glory stream churches that it still is heavenly, hell, hellishly and heavily, false heavenly influenced by Luciferian religionists. Luciferian religionists, guys. It's everywhere. It's what gets you to calm down and not call it out like it is. You see it everywhere. You can watch it on YouTube, Signs and Wonders, Glory Leaders, which is like our closest relative in Christianity. And they are relatives. They are brothers and sisters. Truth, anyhow, they're just different parts of the body. It's kind of like we shot up as a remnant because of our divine calling through the head to see how high we can go. And turns out you can go seven heavens high. It actually goes on forever. This is J... This is Caleb and Joshua, spy company of holiness and righteousness of Enoch. Just to see what's available. Not like we're walking in all of it, but we're looking into it to know accurately what the Father has prepared for his sons and daughters for eternity of eternities. And we bring it down into this earth now into 2022, which is the Jewish year, 6022, and we just flood it in here now, which will redeem times. And also a lot of the stuff is just from the eternity of the eternities too. Truth anyhow. So you can go as far ahead into the future, which is as high as you go up into the Father, which is the key to practicing holiness. Righteousness will get you healthy in this timeline. Holiness will get you into the future where you're so futuristic. Nothing in this timeline has any influence over your health, your money, your business, your ministry. Zero. Ooh, that's the key. Future powers of the ages to come, of the eternity of the eternities to come. And you can bring them through your Holy Spirit, your righteous, built-up, sanctified spirit, through your constantly circumcised heart. Circumcision of heart was just a reference to the Jewish stuff that was influencing Paul's churches. I like trimming the wicks of the seven lamps of the heart as a much more accurate reference to the same exact thing. Keeping your wicks trimmed, because you get now into John's Gospel, which is you're not just dealing with the, the Jewish heresy and the Judaizers coming in to get people under, you know, some kind of Levitical codex and just get them under no tattoos or you're going to hell nonsense of the first century. You know, that's where they were at. We're not at that place right now, but we don't have that much understanding of where they're at, so we don't apply it properly today. You need to understand church history. It's called the wisdom of the ages. In your belly where your born-again spirit is, is the wisdom of the ages. 
and the genetics of the Father, which means access to Jesus to drink his blood and eat his flesh, which means to get all the 70 nations of whatever nationality, ethnicity you are, red and yellow, black and white, is irrelevant now in Jesus' sight because he's an ancient of days. He has transfigured flesh, which means it's gemstone. It's a different race. It's the eternal race of Israel. Right? Yeah, truth anyhow. Ezekiel 28, you see people with gemstone skin in the Bible. Well, the ancients, how many of y'all know the first man wasn't white? He wasn't black? You know what color he was? Red, because he was the first one with blood. Adam was the first person with human blood. You know that? Truth anyhow. And if you study ancient manuscripts like I have in Bible college, Adam was called Red Man. Red Man. He was red because he was the first man with blood. The blood like you know it, this stuff. He was the first one with blood, so he was red. After him, people's skin colors changed. Noah was white, not Caucasian, white like the angels, with white hair and eyes like the sun. So when he opened his eyes, the whole room was filled with light. Because there was so little corruption of DNA and bloodlines that they were reflecting in that first family, pre-flood, the holiness of their angelic birthright. Truth anyhow. They were revealing they're from God and not earth. They're from heaven, the God of heaven, and you could see it in their flesh and blood, just like Stephen with a glowing face. This one is not from earth. He's glowing from heaven. He's an actual child of God in flesh and blood, which scripture says was his great wisdom. What's great wisdom? Proverbs 9.1, killing beasts, birds, reptiles of flesh and blood and soulish influence in you and terminating it. So the divine influence in you through sanctification and circumcision and trimming of the wicks of the seven interior, ca interior castles of the seven spirits of God, the seven blazing torches of your transfigured soul can shine forth in you like the sun at midday. So there's no shadows, no turning, which is sinning, no sinning, no shadows of turning, which is perfect heavenly orbit around Father God as your source of all light in your spirit. Good job, burn again. whoop de frickin' do But now, in your soul, that's when they'll murder you as a heretic. That's the big deal. Anyone get born again and just have fire insurance, that doesn't take any faith. No, you just, it doesn't. It's, okay, we applaud ourselves down here because we're backslidden. What God applauds is if you transfigure the soul with the seven spirits of God and go back into what Enoch walked in. Go back into what Noah walked in. Go back into what Paul saw in his raptures. Celestial garments mentioned in Corinthians. Into true kingship. What John saw in his revelation on Patmos. Reigning and ruling from the celestial sphere. Revelation 5.10 for a thousand years and what Luke saw in his gospel chapter 20 
being angel son of God. Angel-like sons of God or angelic sons of God. You can interpret it either way. Fully, completely, totally angelic. Think angel like Michael, Uriel, Raphael, Gabriel, Phanuel, times a thousand. Okay? These seven watchers, which are the ruling archangel class of the second heavens, to be a watcher, you are a, your post is in the second heavens. That's why these angels constantly are involved in the nations, because their post, these archangels, you've heard of them all before, Michael, the most famous archangel, is in the second heavens. Truth anyhow. That's where you read about them in Enoch, because that's where their post is. The angels whose posts are in the third heaven have almost no interaction with you down on earth. Because that's not their post. They're not going to leave their post for you. You think they're going to move for you? They're not going to fall for you. You don't move third heaven. You move second heaven. You move watchers. This is where the archangels are stationed. And yes, they go into heaven and they go to the Father's throne constantly. Okay? But they also now come and they're watching and they're helping and they're heavily, heavenly involved every moment of your existence, especially with the born-again Christians. Because now you're born again of God's genetics. Now, most people never do anything with it, so they're not involved in the archangels. And you show this to the Southern Baptists, they'll weep and gnash their teeth. Because they just have this thing down here, we're cool just in our belly. Don't get me involved in anything higher than my little earthly Christianity. And so they'll weep and gnash their teeth. I don't honor that. That's sin and they're demon-possessed and that's Satan in them. But because they have fire insurance and they have faith for that, many times they're granted salvation and they go to heaven. Baptists can go to heaven, guys. That might stretch you. But it's the truth anyhow. Evangelicals can go to heaven. My dad has a mansion in heaven and he never spoke in tongues. He was never a Pentecostal. He loved the Lord in his own way and was faithful in the measure of grace that God gave him. And he earned himself an estate, a very nice place in heaven. And I've seen it several times. So it's not just being charismatic and Pentecostal. It's being faithful in the measure allotted to you. Remember that in the final quest, the bum. He didn't kick a cat and that was allotted to him as righteousness. Just because he didn't kick the cat... God credited that to him as eternal rewards. Amen. Oh, that's thinking you're out there. Just, did I read the Bible eight hours enough today? You know, we got freaks around here, and then they're still condemned that they're not good enough. You need to understand it's being faithful in the measure God's given your spirit. You can put all this in your spirit and bear the fruit of it, but you're only accountable for your own soul before God. Jesus isn't going to ask you, how'd you do with all this other stuff? You're accountable for how your soul manages. Your soul is accountable to management, but your soul is the only thing you're accountable for before God. Is your soul perfect before God today? We're getting there. It can be so perfect that you're literally living there all the time, because if you embrace the judgment of the death of the cross now, you don't have the same judgment when you die because you're not gonna die, because you're fully alive crucified, buried, and resurrected with him in heavenly places. Not just spiritually, theoretically, but physically, mentally, morally, 
and with all the light of those heavenly places and all the angels of those heavenly places. The Bible says only one-third of the angels fell in the second heavens. Book of Revelation. Only one-third of the stars and only one-third of the angels fell from the second heavens. That means in the second heavens that everyone's so paranoid about, two-thirds love God, two-thirds have holy angels that like you, that love you. How far removed from biblical Christianity that clearly says that because of demon-possessed pastors and teachers that are paranoid and influenced by the demonic through their brains, we have gotten so far from first century apostolic Christianity, we're paranoid about second heaven's ability. The Bible says even if you were to go into the second heavens, two out of three of the times in those realms, you're going to experience the kingdom of heaven instead of the kingdom of hell. Right? That's what the scriptures say. Two out of three stars, two out of three angels assigned to each star, which is 150 billion galaxies of stars and planetary systems. <clears throat> Come on now. This is Bible. Two out of three of them are going to be holy and righteous and the creatures there, because don't think it's all just going to be like your little angels from your gifts and your Christmas angels. There's some things there you will think is the devil, but is absolutely God. Because there are some weird creatures in the kingdom of heaven. A lot weirder than you can ever imagine, and it will freak you out. But it's a good kind of freaky. It's called the fear of the Lord. Test them all. <laughs> These holy angels aren't offended if you test them. They actually, they're so used to dealing with devils out here doing dumb stuff in the second heavens, they'll actually be grateful if you test them. They're not, anytime a person's offended, an angel's offended, an ability is offended, a leadership position's offended by testing, they're false 100% of the time. Guaranteed false, because if there's pride there, it's the evidence, they're totally ruled over by devils. There's no pride in the kingdom of heaven. Now remember, two-thirds of the stars and their hosts are inside the kingdom of heaven, even though one-third fell, do you still get good light from the second heavens, otherwise you couldn't have flesh? Right? Do you know that? It's the good light of the second heavens that causes your flesh and blood, the natural part of you, to exist, otherwise you don't exist. Right? It's called science. The only way you biologically exist is from good stars that obey God, that animate the life and the energy that's in the blood. And your blood changes until the life and the energy goes from glory to glory in your soul and your flesh. It's called righteous flesh in the book of Enoch. And there's holy flesh throughout the Bible when you are unlocked in your minds from all the religious spirits. Holy to the Lord. Where? Written on the forehead. God's going to write his name where? Four times written in Revelation. On the forehead, name of Jesus Christ on the forehead, name of heavenly Jerusalem on the forehead, the name of God the Father on the forehead. Three different, totally separate realms of God written on the renewing of your mind. Forehead, written on your brain, written on your soul, and written on your flesh. Don't harm the trees until they're sealed in their souls and flesh. It is written. Which means if you're not renewed in your mind to what I'm teaching tonight in the coming days and years according to if you're hearing and obeying or the ones that aren't hearing there's no accountability yet because they're just under so many magic arts and so much false Christianity God is a, a righteous judge he's not going to hold you accountable if you haven't heard this stuff but as soon as you tune into Joel's bar and you hear it you're totally held accountable Woo! you're held accountable now you're judged whether you go up 
or you quickly are destroyed. And that's how it always works with Revelation. So now, since we love him, it's just like upgrade, 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 easy, 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 light, 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 glory to glory to glory to glory, and it's just fun in the sun every day. But for those that don't want to give up the old, those that don't want to give up the 70, what's the 70? The roots of Babel, this is Babylon the Great according to Revelation, the roots of Babel are the DNA and the abilities of man and woman. This is ultimately what we're at war against. Men and women, we don't wrestle flesh and blood. I'm talking about the roots of the Tower of Babel. Okay, I'm talking about the human ability. And the human ability is bound to the one-third that fell. That's why you must be born again. A lot of revelation tonight. Glory. (laughs) The one-third that fell with their stars, which is flesh and blood and soul and flesh ability, and their angels which is spiritual ability, those who sin in the spirit, called iniquity, the workers of iniquity who sin with their spirit man. Come on. The ones that sin in their spirit are called sorcerers, and they're everywhere in Christianity. One out of three pastors in the USA is a lodge member sorcerer of a Freemason organization. One out of three Christian pastors in the United States of America is a registered, organized, taught, organized sorcerer okay so you wonder why there's persecution against righteousness you have in your charismatic churches because i mentioned to you before charismatic leaders charismatic prophetic people are involved in this stuff too it's not just oh those baptists and those billy grahams and those barely saved people that are practically catholic pentecostals and charismatics are also heavily involved in organized sorcery sometimes even a lot more because now they get into jezebel jezebel is the highest degree of organized sorcery under the sun and you have to be charismatic according to the bible to get into that level of witchcraft she calls herself a prophetess self-inspiration soul inspiration it's the inspiration of the one-third stars and their angels that fell. It's Luciferian, charismatic Christianity that's absolutely perfect in appearance to those without discernment on the outside realm. And that's exactly what all of you are dealing with in the remnants of it to this very day. And it hasn't been annihilated. It's going to take a remnant of people practicing Enoch's righteousness to destroy it from the face of the earth for people to actually see what they've been doing. They don't understand. Half of you come in here and you realize your charismatic churches, it's not really the charisma of 1 Corinthians 14. It's not the apostolic of Paul's churches that you're dealing with. Otherwise, they'd love teaching because Paul taught about this stuff in his, his epistles. It's in there in Hebrews. It talks about in Romans. It talks about the Christ of the cosmos in Colossians. It's not apostolic Pauline Christianity in the charismatic church. It's full-blown Luciferian Jezebel charismatic false Christianity. Everywhere. It's not even rare. It's the common thing. That's why they're Laodicean. You can't be Laodicean on fire and be apostolic and prophetic. You, I mean, you're just going to be totally seven blazing torches, lamps on fire, wicks trimmed, rigid righteousness, holiness. That's why they slander us so intensely. That's why the accusation is so ultimately 
horrible against this ministry. I, I can't believe it. I haven't done anything for days except practice holiness. And I've lost 50 Facebook friends in the last three days. Like, dropping like flies on mass rejection of this holiness, of this holy teaching, of this righteousness of Paul. This is righteousness of John. This is apostolic righteousness at a biblical level. And it's true. And there's nothing in here that is self or selfish. It's all kingdom. This is the accurate revealing of how bad. Listen, I only, I only started my Facebook after I graduated from Assemblies of God Bible College. So I only have Pentecostals as friends building up to 5,000 friends, 6,000 friends, because it's now they gave me a digital profile, so the cap's off of how many friends you can have. Now it's infinite. You know that? Facebook promoted me a couple weeks ago and said the cap is off your friend requests. I don't have the 5,000 requests, the 5,000 cap anymore, because I'm a creative content builder, and they, they offered to pay me for making my videos. I said, no, I don't want it. Because it's all kinds of weird. I felt demonic stuff and slime. I still don't want your money. But I'll take the cap off of how many people we can have in the ministry. We need to be leaders of millions and billions. Who else is going to lead except the 12 apostles? And the leadership is getting better and better. But the charismatic Pentecostal reaction is getting more and more rejecting of better leaders, leadership. It's because of Jezebel bewitchment. Because they, in their false humility... They don't like the glorification of man. They like the external glorification of Jesus, but their Jesus is fallen angels. Because the new covenant is the glorification of the temple. Your body is the temple, 1 Corinthians 6, 19. This is why they attack it so severely, because they're filled with false humility. You see it. Even a smidgen of honor to me as an apostle, and they'll call it man worship. Why is it so bad? I'll tell you why. Woo, I can feel that demon right there. Mm. A smidgen of apostolic honor in the USA, <clears throat> which is nothing compared to what Paul received. You read Paul. Paul was saying, if you don't believe me, you'll come under judgment and go to hell. Paul was saying, if you didn't follow and obey him in his epistles, you were dying and going to hell for eternity. You say that stuff today, people will weep and gnash their teeth. They'll say you're a cult. But Paul said that to his churches. If you begin to disobey me as an apostle, because I'm not speaking here for personal gain. This is directly from the throne to help your eternal spirits. Righteousness always has the eternal interests of everyone's spirits in mind continuously, effortlessly. That's what sanctification does. You don't even think any other way. The mind of Christ only thinks about how other spirits, not so much the souls in the flesh, like pagans, but how the eternal part of them, the spirit part of them, can constantly be benefited. In paganism, it's the benefit of the soul. In righteousness, it's the benefit of the spirit. We can't tell the difference. That's our problem. We have a hard time differentiating from soul from spirit. That's why we got to get into the word. Hebrews 4.12 divides soul from spirit. Why? So you can build up your spirit at the expense of your soul for your soul to be annihilated with the light of righteousness annihilated by the seven blazing torches not with your just little external charismatic fluff pentecostal oil and your little smearing of your foreheads with some holy anointing oil from the middle east or from israel and all the weird junk of traditions of man in the charismatic church that won't move forward with us 
you can go so far in the future in pleasing the Father that the traditions of even now what they're doing in heaven, you burn up around you as an apostle, as a son of righteousness and a king of righteousness in the order of Melchizedek, which is practicing celestial righteousness, Enoch's righteousness, which is practicing angelic righteousness like the angels man was created exactly like the angels but through knowledge he is dying it is written so you can be exactly like the angels if you reject all the food and the tables of demons down in the earth many of them are christian we want to present the table of the father so clearly so perfectly so brightly that it will be actually revealed to your eyes your physical eyes, your physical ears, to your senses, come and eat God. Come and eat from the table of God. Our job in this generation is to prepare a feast that is so obviously God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ and the holy angels and everything heaven wants to give you by imparting it into you by through your spirit, by eating and drinking. Eating and drinking is simply learning how to receive into the temple. You know how to do it when you eat Taco Bell and McDonald's and, you know, all your Wagyu steaks or whatever kind of food you like. You know, in in Kenya, it's goat. You can eat goat with your tortillas. They like to eat goats over there. I'm not judging. I'm not eating any goat, though. You like to eat chicken. Some of you like to eat cow tongue. I think you're disgusting people. You need to repent. You, You like to eat liver. You know, pate is like one step away from cat food. You know what pate is? It's blended raw meat. You're basically eating cat food, and I'm not going to even judge that. Pate is totally kosher. You can eat crustaceans. You could be barnacle bill. You could eat anything. It's holy, holy to the Lord. Arise, Peter, kill and eat. I like shrimp. I like crustaceans. I'm not going to eat barnacles. I draw lines. Clams. I barely do clams, but if there's enough good sauce and I'll eat clams you understand the natural man eating food check out the crack house refrigerator we've got like 25 different types of hot dogs in there right now (laughs) holy to the lord ballpark franks sausages italian sausages kosher sausages a variety of different bratwurst all kinds of stuff you know but I checked there's no blood sausages Amen. No blood. Can't eat raw blood. That's just for health reasons. Because we like our steaks bloody. (laughs) It's for health reasons. Paul said it was okay to eat food sacrificed to idols if you had a strong conscience, which is a strong spirit. If you have a weak spirit, everything's sin to you because you're just a total goofball. You have a weak conscience, which means your spirit man is so weak and frail that you're walking on eggshells of good and evil in your soul and your brain every day that everything's practically sin to you. But if your spirit's built up, there's no sin because you've annihilated the soul. Now, anyone who says without sin, may God be right. Shut up, you demon-possessed warlock. Listen. God has no sin in his flesh and blood. You know what's going to burn off people when you begin to practice righteousness like John's level where you can be boiled in oil and you have dominion over the elements? You're not going to be quoting scriptures out of context anymore. You'll be quoting scripture 
with power in it so ferociously that it burns people's faces off. Right now the elements are melting. In the future, flesh will melt. I've seen it already. Flesh melt off of human bones. In the realm of the natural, steam coming off of them and flesh dripping off of human bones. I've seen it in America. Which I know the Father wanted me to see that I would have a grid for watching human flesh melt physically off of human bones in the judgment of the heat and the light of the Son of Righteousness that is coming to the earth through our angels, through me and through you and through anyone that agrees with us. We're going to bring a judgment that will melt evil flesh into the Dead Sea, which means it has to be in liquid form to go down into the compartment called the abyss that's not in the earth. Hades itself will be burned out of the earth into a compartment represented by the Dead Sea. It won't even be in the earth. The earth will be totally glorified. The Bible says that, and Hades was thrown out of the earth. And so the earth will be cleansed through fire, it is written. The elements will melt with fervent heat. How do things melt with fervent heat? Solar righteousness. The light of the sun will shine forth seven times brighter in that day. That's minor prophets scripture. The minor prophets prophesy in the second coming that's through the human spirit, through the born again spirit, the righteous Holy Spirit, not just an external Holy Spirit like bewitched fools, but like internal new covenant, born again people living out of the new creature, God inside minded, wise men. When you're wise, everything you do is to develop the eternal part of you. A wise man brings out of his storehouse treasures every time he talks. The Bible says it. Where is the treasure house? The rich treasury glory. Ephesians 3.16, the Bible tells you in your belly. Your belly, your spiritual stomach, your spirit man, and your conscience right in your belly is your treasure house. It's the treasure house of faith, hope, love, wisdom, revelation, and all angelic ability at every degree of going from glory to glory. And these abilities get upgraded the higher you go. And everything previously continues to grow eternally. So your treasure house of your spiritual ability becomes a mansion on earth as it is in heaven. And then eventually there's so much cosmic celestial seven heavens treasure of second heavens treasure of the ability of the seven stars which are second heaven archangels to the seven churches of asia minor the seven stars in my right hand that's the the seven archangels of the second heavens called watchers amen and you'll work with all of them and have encounters with all of them until your dna is clear and you can see angels and demons the same as you see animals and birds beasts and reptiles it'll all be the same to you but you can bring a judgment, you can bring a cleansing, you can bring a holiness, you can bring as much of God as you want, as you're hungry for, righteousness, you will be satisfied and filled. Amen. Enoch's third discourse, true and false religion and their consequences. You heard of Paul's epistles? You know that Enoch has an epistle? This is called the Epistle of Enoch, and that's why we named the broadcast Epistle of Enoch, Earth Star, because we're bringing it forth through the second Adam gate with the total glorification of the first Adam at Joel's bar tonight. So it's an Earth Star release of 
the gate of Adam and the epistle of Enoch. Woes against those who err. Woe to you fools, for you will be destroyed because of your folly. So he starts off rather intense, huh? Buckle up. Attach your soul to your spirit's chariot and get out of the flesh. Get out of unrighteous flesh. Get out of all that is dead in you and come alive in you. Do not listen to the wise. You who do not listen to the wise and good things will not happen to you. Let me just say that again. Woe to you fools. Verse 9. Enoch 98 verse 9. Woe to you fools, for you will be destroyed because of your folly. Now, Enoch calling people fools, you need to understand it's people that rejected his teaching. It's people that reject the revelations of Enoch. It's the definition of being a fool. You do not listen to the wise, and good things will not happen to you. So it's law. You don't want good things to happen to people that reject wisdom. You do not want the wicked to steal your rewards and your grace. That's not loving. That's being an idiot. If you're kind to sinners who continue sinning, you're empowering demons to steal from the righteous. That's not how you do it. That's not love. That's false love. You practice righteousness. You practice the power of the resurrection and you burn them up with light. Can you help them? Anyone that loves light can be helped. If they love darkness, the Bible says, cast the wicked person from amongst you. You're forbidden to have fellowship with them in your churches, in your houses, by every single apostle in the New Testament. But this Laodicean Church of America is so filled with false love, they have fellowship with sinners who love sin, and they call it Christianity. And then if you're mean to people that love sin, they say you're a hater. You don't love them. To love people who sin and practice sin is the definition of foolishness. Your whole Christian concept of love is sin. True love is righteousness, which is the light that judges darkness. John chapter 1, I think we got the love gospel of the love apostle from the gospel of John. We need it imparted fresh into our spirits right now and get all that false love of tolerating sin and sinners who never repent, never have fruit. The Bible forbids you from even hanging out with them. Have nothing to do with them. Get the immoral person away from you. If anyone practices sexual morality and practices greed, you're forbidden to even talk to them. And that's what the apostles say in the epistles of the New Testament. We're out there trying to minister to them, trying to love them. We need to learn how to minister righteousness because we're killing ourselves by giving our grace to sinners. You're actually fueling the kingdom of hell when you practice false love. You are forfeiting your inheritance. You're forfeiting all of your abilities. You're allowing them to be drunk on the blood of the saints. You're empowering fallen angels. You're actually fueling Jezebel and not Jesus Christ. So they're terrible to me, but they're nice to sin. That's the condition of American Christianity right now. 
They'll actually applaud you if you do stuff for sinners and that will have no interest of repenting whatsoever. The false love is so extreme of the Luciferian bewitchment upon American Christians, you're applauded for being nice to sinners as they steal grace right off your neck and you wonder why you're sick. Because you just give away all of your virtue, you give away all your spirit, you give away everything God's given you to wicked people that will never change or bear fruit. That's not evangelism. You must learn to let your cup overflow with the judgment of light and strike darkness. Salvation is a judgment towards darkness. You're saved from light to darkness. Being nice to darkness is an abomination called false love that's applauded in every fake Christian church in the whole world right now. That's false Christianity. That's Luciferian Pope Francis, Papal Freemason, Kabbalah Satanic, Fallen Angel Influence, castration of all spiritual ability. I have watched the warlock of the Freemason Lodge weep and gnash his teeth because I wouldn't let him come to Joel's bar. Truth anyhow, Scottish Rite wicked warlocks from Hennepin, from that big, huge, Luciferian Scottish Rite cult building down on Hennepin, they tried to come to Joel's bar. They wanted to infiltrate and take advantage of Christian niceness. Oh, Christian, have the doors open. I want to come to your church. I want to come check it out. And I said, no, I'm not that kind of Christian. They found him dead in his apartment the next week. Dead. That's real love. You're an idiot. Real love is killing the warlock that's been oppressing the Christian race the last 500 years and organized false Christianity from Freemasons. When your angels kill them, then you'll have a grid for true agape love. You foolish Americans, who has bewitched you? You've actually chosen bewitchment, most of you, so you can't blame others. You actually like being bewitched, practicing soulish false love because you get some rewards. True. We need to repent of everything under the sun and let the judgment of righteousness and holiness that's not from a human origin, but from the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth, Revelation 5, 6, be fully formed in our spirit with no human mixture. The human mixture is blasphemy. The beast given a voice to utter blasphemies. That book's for Christians only, Revelation 1, to the kings and priests of earth. So the kings and priests are uttering blasphemies because the beast is given a voice. It's the human mixture with the divine part of you, which is why you're not walking in your full potential right now. We need wisdom to get that mixture out of us, get more sanctified, more trimmed in our hearts, more glorified in our hearts, seven blazing torches through the seven interior castles of our hearts and then to burn with seven horns and seven eyes through our heads like the Lamb of God. The bride of the Lamb is going to look like Jesus Christ in Revelation chapter 5. Then you get Revelation chapter 7, which is the great harvest of the end times. Once we actually have no mixture, no blasphemy, no false love, no Jezebel. Jezebel is sorcery pretending to be charismatic activity. And it's probably 100% of the charismatic church. I, I'd say it's 99, but so far, my experience, it's 100. Is there some out there that have not? No, there's nothing under the sun that's good, the Bible says. Nothing. If your Christianity is under the sun, 
it's a hundred percent bewitchment rate not my opinion apostle john and the babylon the great potent sorcery deceived all a l l nations greek word nations dna flesh deceived all flesh remember now it's written to christians all christian flesh was deceived by satanic luciferian false love you can call it kabbalah you can call it anything you want there's a thousand different names for it you can just get paranoid when you hear the name and you apply it into greek teaching now i have knowledge so now i have knowledge about these things i learned it from someone it has to be spiritually understood if you just plug it into your brain as greek knowledge of the breasted goat pan of pan's labyrinth that kills the human race through knowledge you'll get no benefit in your five senses it has to go down into your spirit your spirit has to get smarter your spirit has to get brighter and cleaner then it cleanses your souls and your minds then you have angelic intelligence called the mind of christ the second adam is a life-giving spirit spiritual intelligence angelic knowledge angelic iq angelic iq has no cap i started at zero i was brain dead couldn't read age 18 brain dead expelled from my fourth high school brain dead over a thousand hits acid lived in a continual lsd trip i couldn't read a book i was a high school dropout i was expelled i know coming from an iq of zero there was monkeys way way smarter than i was at 18. i was brain dead i couldn't read you have mentally retarded people literally smarter with a measurable iq than how brain dead i was at age 18. okay i watched angelic intelligence going from basically a laboratory experiment in a petri dish of absolute stupid and i've watched the intelligence of the wisdom of the word of god upgrade the iq of my spirit from glory to glory for 23 years and we're, I feel like I'm just getting angelically intelligent enough to begin to describe to you everything I've experienced in my life. Which means the teaching is going to get exceedingly more sharp and accurate. Because the spirit man doesn't even know how to talk for years after it's born again until it learns wisdom, which is the communication of the intelligence of your spirit, of your angel, of the eternal part of you. After constantly growing in wisdom, learning how to speak a foreign language that wisdom builds by killing beasts, which is by cleansing the heart, cleansing all the seven mountains of Satan out of soul, out of flesh. Now we begin to speak the divine language. There's many divine languages. Don't think you've arrived when you speak wisdom. Wisdom is the infant elementary language after coming out of the, the roots of Babel which is an animal state of burying the image of birds, beasts, and reptiles, which is being totally reprobate human beings, sinners, living in the dirt and thinking you're something. Once you come out of a state of being a complete human reprobate fallen creature under the Satans, ignorant about everything angelic, everything divine, once you're recreated, born again, the next five years after that is to learn how to talk by learning how to speak from your spirit, which is called wisdom. Proverbs chapter 1. Proverbs 1 says wisdom is the language of parables, riddles, and dark speech, which is learning how to communicate out of your spirit. Why did Jesus speak in parables and riddles and dark speech? In Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, to them I speak in parables, but to you I speak plainly. Because he learned from God, like a normal Christian, how to talk from his spirit. 
And he didn't learn how to talk much higher than that, guys. That's why they say Jesus' red letters is on average about a seven-year-old's vocabulary. Seven. He didn't get up to... That's why greater works you do, because I go to the Father. The Father didn't train him in that stuff. He can speak it all now and it's transfigured. Say, don't worry about that. He's God. But on earth, he only demonstrated a very, very minor amount of the divinity available to us, including intelligence and languages and all kinds of wild stuff that you can't even wrap your mind around. But the truth is, Jesus at a red letter, and we need to get into the red letter, which is learn how to speak wisdom, it's a seven-year-old level angelic intelligence. As a seven-year-old level of angelic intelligence, which was the word and the vocab of the Messiah, he could walk through walls at age seven. He could perform miracles. He multiply, multiply fishes and loaves. He could calm storms. How powerful is your spirit? Your spirit is God. Have I not said you are gods, yet you'll die as men? Well, if you don't die as men and develop the divine part of you, once you hit seven, you can do all the same stuff Jesus did in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And that's the truth anyhow. Truth anyhow. What about 3033? Just forget what you think you know. His vocab at seven was able to do that. I'm talking about angelic measurements. The angel with the measuring rod. We can measure the intelligence of the vocabulary of the Messiah's words. And they have many times. It's the most interesting thing in the world. You can Google it. It'll be accurate. It'll be true. Jesus, his vocab, his spirit man's intelligence and communication was age seven. How does this uneducated man know so much? So the Pharisees that were educated were saying about God, because God likes to use foolish things to confound wise men. So Jesus didn't look like the smartest guy, if you read the Bible. He looked like a dumb guy. He looked very stupid to them, it is written. He didn't look intelligent, he looked dumb. They said, what is this babbler saying? Acts 17. He didn't look like a smart guy. He looked like a flipping idiot. You want to look good? You need to get undignified. You're demonized. You need to look wisdom. Wisdom kills beasts. Wisdom makes wine. Wisdom is the divine language building up your spirit. Sacrifice everything else. Doesn't mean you're going to lose everything. You're going to lose your sins. You're going to lose your demons. You're going to lose the seven mountains that pretend to be the kingdom of heaven, but are actually the kingdom of hell. You're going to lose all the antimony of the false pearl, the false purification, the false purity, the false holiness, the false humility is the big one. False humility everywhere applauded out there by false Christians. You're going to lose all that is false and you're going to gain the true pearl, true sanctification, true righteousness, true holiness. And it will come up right from the God sperm genetics in your belly by the word of God working in your spirit. And you start to have true treasure in heaven. And the part of you that's already seated with heavenly places in Christ Jesus. The part of you that's already sealed in God the Father. Amen. That's where you're developing, storing up treasures in heaven, is building up the part of you that if we blew your heads off, where you'd go. So you're only working on the eternal part of you. Every other part of you, just forget about it. Stop wasting your time. 
you take your priesthood, your marketplace into the eternal part of you, and you actually go into eternity and begin to learn the marketplace of the businessman of God the Father, you'll have upgrades that are incomprehensible to your current physical IQ in the upgrades of your angel IQ. You'll actually be able to fight the warlock of Babylon who's been using angel IQ because fallen angels are exceedingly more intelligent than dumb human brains. Dumb human brains are dogs. Warlocks have angelical, uh, the Bible calls it diabolical genius. Angelic, diabolical genius. That's what the Bible says. That Satan is a genius of evil. You can't have levels of intelligence unless you go into the angelic of Satan or the angelic of Jesus Christ. In between, it's muddied and we're very dull. We're exceedingly dull. We have to get the mixture, the gray matter, out to be exceedingly wise. Wisdom is the measurable IQ of your spirit, which is how much the mind of Christ is working in you. He wants it upgraded so much where the flesh counts for nothing like Jesus said in John chapter 6 where it's like I don't even use the soul and the flesh abilities of the temporal realm. I'm only using the ancient realm as head of days. Now in the natural realm I can I only need a seventh, a seven-year-old vocabulary to do that and they'll throw down palm branches, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Hosanna in the highest. Which means you can be sovereign over the universe and the world with only as a seven-year-old vocab, okay? I mean, you don't have to be real smart. You just have to be holy. You just have to be born again and developing the eternal part of you without mixture in between. That's all we need is to get the mixture of the 70 root nations of the Tower of Babel, which is confusion of the, the soul man and the flesh man can really add to the spirit man. All that mixture has to burn off you. Let it burn, let it burn, let it burn. Amen. Turn and burn. Ministries. We're bringing hellfire and brimstone against the gray matter for separation from Babylon, for total incineration of all the mixture of the tree, the knowledge of good and evil, for the perfection of the clarity and the brightness of the tree of life, where there is no strife even with your wife. Woe to you fools, for you will be destroyed because of your folly. You do not listen to the wise, and good things will not happen to you. But evils will surround you. And now know that you have been prepared for a day of destruction. This is speaking about a far-off generation, by the way. Enoch prophesied the end generation, for when all the Satans are to be removed. So understand, he's not talking about his day. He's talking about our day right now when the destruction will come upon the people that you're false loving right now. Amen. And now know that you have been prepared for a day of destruction and do not hope to be saved, O sinners. You will depart and die. And I know where you're at. John says the same thing in Revelation. You who are wicked, continue being wicked. You who are righteous, continue being righteous. It is written. Book of Revelation. So, the epistles write these same words in agreement with Enoch. Know that you have been prepared for a day of great judgment and great tribulation and very great shame for your spirits. Woe to you stiff-necked 
and hard of heart, who do evil and consume blood. From where do you, from where do you have good things to eat and drink and be satisfied from stealing from the saints? Because the saints are too immature to practice righteousness to bring judgment. That's the only place sinners have anything of life and enjoyment on earth is because the Christians are practicing false love and giving all of their stuff to people that have no interest of building up their spirit. It's madness. And very great shame for your spirits. So we're trading madness of false love for wisdom of righteous judgment. Amen. Woe to you stiff-necked and hard-hearted who do evil and consume blood. It's the epistle Enoch. A little different than the epistles of Paul. No. Same spirit. From where do you have good things to eat and drink and be satisfied? From being drunk on the blood of the saints is the answer. From all the good things that the Lord the Most High has abundantly provided upon the earth. You will have zero peace. No peace. Woe to you who love the deeds of iniquity, who love sinning with your spirit, building up your spirit, but never submitting to the authority of the Holy Spirit, never doing it for the Father's throne. Half the charismatic church is sinning with their spirit, and it's more than that. Woe to you who love the deeds of iniquity, why do you have good hopes for yourselves? Now be it known to you that you will be delivered into the hands of the righteous and they will cut off your necks. Which means all that stolen grace will come back. And they will kill you and not spare you. Righteousness destroys wickedness. Righteousness judges lawlessness. There it is right there. And I bring that upon all the earth and all the house of God and everyone invokes the name of Jesus right now. Amen. They will cut off your necks and they will kill you and not spare you with their righteousness. Woe to you who rejoice over the troubles of the righteous. Remember, righteousness is practicing the light of the sun through your spirit. Woe to you who rejoice over the troubles of the righteous. That's a lot of people that rejoice over doing harm to me. Your grave will not be dug. Their bones, even their bodies, their flesh will go down into the Dead Sea. They'll have no graves. Woe to you who annul the words of the righteous. You will have no hope of salvation. Woe to those who write lying words, charismatic books of fluff, Woe to those who write words of error. Like 99% of the charismatic church in the political elections. Words of error. Mixture of politics. Go Trump 2024. They write and lead many astray with their lies when they hear them. You yourselves err. You will have no peace, but will quickly perish. Woe to you who commit erring acts. Enoch 99.1 For who for false deeds receive honor and glory. Dead works. Honor and glory for strange fire. 
That's exactly where we're at in the Christian church. You will perish. You will have no salvation for eternity. Woo! Strange fire. But, but we did all this for you, Jesus. You sinned in the spirit the whole time. Your spirit did all that stuff. You just pulled on the abilities of the second heavens under the Satans and self-justified. You've never submitted to the seven spirits of God in your belly once your whole charismatic whoring lives. You will go to hell and be destroyed for eternity, it is written. Woe to you who alter the true words and pervert the everlasting covenant. Notice this wasn't old covenant. There's no law. There's no Moses. This is first family. Everlasting covenant. That's what Enoch's talking about. The, old, the new covenant or the everlasting covenant. Perverted. And it's majorly perverted. This new covenant, like you see in Christianity, is not the new covenant. This is the everlasting covenant. This is the new covenant. Woe to you who alter the true words and pervert the everlasting covenant and consider themselves to be without sin. They will be swallowed up in the earth. The righteous encouraged to pray for judgment. I know it's 8 o'clock. Just a couple more hours. You're in a hostage situation. Then be prepared, O righteous, and present your petitions as a reminder. Offer them as a testimony before the angels, that they may bring in the sins of the unrighteous before the Most High as a reminder. Then the nations will be thrown into confusion, and the families of the nations will be unsettled on the day of the destruction of iniquity. At that very time, those are giving birth will bring forth. They will sell and abandon their young infant. Check this out. And those who are with child will abort. Who did Georgia just vote in? They voted the pro-choice, pro-abortion smiter of Satan's against the born-again Herschel Walker. This is right where we're at in prophecy, guys. So you're seeing a separation. You're seeing a separation of righteousness and wickedness in the 50 states, in cities even within those states, and it's global as well. Here's what's going to happen, and we'll end with this. We'll get into this other deep stuff tomorrow. We've got all week. Hallelujah. We'll be teaching righteousness for the next 20 trillion years. So going to be a long time of learning awesome stuff in the glory there will be a hundred refuge cities in the USA there will be a thousand in the 195 nations and these being trained you guys right now being trained will pastor over those cities you're not going to pastor churches the church age is over you're going to pastor cities and nations as sons of righteousness practicing the luminaries through your angelic ephod of the 12 portals that rise and set through your spirit man wearing your new covenant ephods. Truth in you. So as you learn righteousness, get your spirit man built up and burn off the old Adamic man and all of its false Christianity and false Judaism and all false dumb crap of that nature and just burns away. The new creature comes forth. You have to let go of the old, 
burns off and goes down to the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea is for our sins too. Thank God for the Dead Sea, otherwise we'd be totally screwed. We'd just sit in a manure pile our whole lives. But we get cleansed and washed daily. And all kinds of stuff comes out of us daily, washed. DNA getting clearer and clearer every day. Spirit getting built up more and more every day. Eating and drinking Jesus' flesh and blood every day. Learning His righteousness. Seeking His kingdom first. Jesus first love. Holy Spirit first love. Obedient to our Master, the Holy Ghost, in us. And not the external Satans pretending to be the Holy Spirit so there's no bewitchment. We have an unction from the Holy One and we know all things. In our rich treasure of glory, fully God inside-minded, discipled new covenant temples of the Holy Ghost. And celebrating that God dwells inside human bodies again, which is celebrating the Garden of Eden. Celebrating the everlasting covenant. And the old covenant nonsense of sorcery of just external Jesus with a dead spirit just burnt out of you. No more bewitchment. Trying to finish in the flesh will begin in the spirit. Keep building the spirit. Starting in the spirit. Raising the spirit. Weaning the spirit as the child, the spirit man. To an age where you have the abilities to rule and reign. And to make decisions that are just so God can increase his government upon your natural shoulders. Because your angel shoulders are now up filling your natural shoulders. So you're living fully angel and fully man. Fully God, fully man. Amen. It's called the new covenant, temple of the Holy Spirit. Fully God, fully man. And you give God the glory. You're not saying yourself is God like the pagans. This isn't new age. It's Christianity. It's real biblical new covenant Christianity. Have I not said you are gods? Now it's time to believe it, act like it, and not perish like men by rejecting teachings that the charismatic church of Satan in America doesn't receive. Amen. So we're going to get into some teaching that's actually going to do something giving us power and authority and dominion and might over elements. It's going to upgrade every aspect of our lives. It's going to smite the Satans. It'll bring actual judgment upon the wicked who constantly are drunk on your blood, which is your life, which is your time and your finances. And all that stuff that's sucking you dry from dead people that will never bear good fruit, all be burnt off you at judgment. Truth anyhow, when your spirit man matures, all the false around you get burned away. So you only have like people iron sharpening iron. You're only real with the real Israel of God. With real brothers and sisters that actually build up your spirit and then terrorize the false. And eventually we're we're already walking in this, but all of you will walk in this where people literally have their heads cut off by your righteousness. That's what the scripture said. They'll actually be decapitated by your righteousness. And the foolishness of their false Christianity. They'll just, they lose their heads. They'll lose body parts. It just, you'll watch what the Satans do to them. You'll bring judgment upon the host bodies of the devils you've been so nice to your whole whoring lives. Amen. That's what horror Babylon is, people. Is being nice to sin and sinners and calling it Christian love. That's the definition of being a member of the horror Babylon. Come out of her, my people. Stop practicing false love, false agape. Repent grow in righteousness and bring judgment otherwise you will have no peace because you're sharing your peace with evil people be separated from the wicked and practice holiness and righteousness and if they don't repent they love satan and not jesus some might repent when the standard is so perfect light with no gray matter mixture in you 
Then they see, they count the cost before they come in, and it's not just this lukewarmness and this deal with lukewarm idiots all the time, and it's like they're always a mess because they never practice righteousness. Those days of fake Christianity are over. Raise the standard. Judge the world. It's light or darkness, and there's nothing in between. No more shadows. Ministries Worldwide International Inc. In Jesus' name. Amen. I want to take up an offering for the RLM Africa donkey. The best donkey in Kenya, he says, it's 450 US dollars. You can get a cheap, dirty donkey for $100. A donkey that half of Nairobi is ridden on. We don't want a whoring donkey that everyone has touched. We want a virgin, clean, nice, pristine, a show donkey. Amen. If you want to participate, we're serious about this now. Because we're into signs and wonders and prophecy, extreme prophetic. I said, a donkey, the best donkey is not good enough, Shadrach. We need the best donkey saddle so you can ride into Nairobi and have them put palm branches down. Hosanna in the highest, behold the king of Africa. And he says, oh, you know, I'll do that. You know, I'll do that. Ha, ha, ha. We're drunk, drunk, drunk. Drunken donkey glory revival. But if you want to be a part of the RLM donkey, which is going to the nations and the kingship, the messianic promise of going into Jerusalem, and the sons of God mature into a place where they're honored as kings and priests of the earth. Revelation 1 level honor in Christianity actually happening down here finally. If you want to be a part of that level of actual honor to the kings that ride donkeys that no one's ridden on, you can give an offering by just clicking the description. It says Africa in the description. 450 for the best donkey, he told me. Get a cheap one, 100 bucks. We're not getting a bad donkey. We don't have time for bad donkeys. You can have Balaam's donkey. We want Jesus' donkey. We want the Messiah, the Messianic donkey. We want a donkey for kings. We want the kingship donkey. 450 for the donkey. 150 for a custom leather saddle. So the whole thing is 600 bucks. And if you guys raise 6,000 bucks, I'll put the other 5,000 into my donkey which is a chromed out, chrome dip Porsche Cayenne that'll just blow your frickin' mind in Jesus' name. Amen. Love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Ha 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 Amen. One of the best ways that we can prove that we love the Lord is by giving. Amen. And we're going to sing a song about giving, and it's got some hand motions, and I want you to join with me. Okay, will you do that? Here we go. Watch me. Give, and it will come back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Give, and it will come back to you. When you give. Thank you.